Good morning. My name is Susan Frick, and my husband Ron and I joined First Congo in February of this year, and we're both so thankful we did. Pastor Rich asked me to talk about how faith has directed my work. I would love to say that I purposely sought out geriatrics, but that wasn't exactly accurate. What is true, though, is I grew up in a family where it was hard to separate faith from family and from service. They were just all so interwoven. My granny Frick taught me the joy of stories. We would spend a summer there, a month there each summer in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, where my dad had grown up. And I would sit with granny on the rickety front porch swing of the small four-room house where she had given birth to five of her nine children. And she would tell stories. They were stories of her faith and her family. And I loved that time with her. Family stories were such a part of the Frick family that my dad, in his retirement, became a published author when he took his 175-page memoir to Kinko's and had a copy made for everyone in the family. Though I can't say that I purposely went into geriatrics, what I come to realize is having a love of stories makes you a great candidate for working with seniors. Much of my work, however, has been with people who start to forget their stories. And I've seen the toll that takes on a person's purpose and identity. For 35 years, I've worked as a social worker with people who have Alzheimer's disease or other forms of dementia. Initially working in skilled care and assisted living, I've worked the last 25 years at the Rush Alzheimer's Disease Center, or RADC, which is one of 32 federally funded Alzheimer's centers. The RIDC is probably the largest one in the country, and because of our size and our outreach, I've had the chance to be involved in wonderfully diverse projects. Today, though, I'm mainly gonna share the work we do with people who are experiencing younger onset Alzheimer's disease, which means someone under the age of 65 when diagnosed. For 18 years through the RADC, I've helped facilitate a large support program for people with younger onset called Without Warning. Before COVID and when we met in person, our group at times reached 80 people at monthly meetings. When facilitating the groups for people with dementia, I would work to put into action the lessons of our faith by giving a voice to those who felt marginalized. People with dementia talk about feeling disregarded. One woman said that after she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, people stopped looking at her. She felt that they would talk to her husband, but not to her. One gentleman named Ted said that for him, Alzheimer's felt like he had fallen into a pit. He could see everyone outside of the pit, but he couldn't figure out how to get back to them. The Reverend Shauna Bowman, a group facilitator with me, was also an artist. Shauna created several images based on the conversations from our group, and Ted's comment became this painting. The words shared during the group were added to the pictures, and you can see such thoughts as left behind, lost, and stay with me. During our group sessions, I work to give a, each person with dementia a moment where they are recognized and valued. When they have, no longer can share their story, I work to do it for them. When Ted's confusion grew and he could no longer talk about the pit, which he used to do every month, I would share it. Michael, a colleague of mine, probably isn't the only person to say this, but he would refer to those moments of telling another story for them as a way of remembering them back into the group or into the community. I want each person in the group to see the value and worth of the other member 
and to hear their own value. Throughout the pandemic, the caregiver group has been meeting weekly on Zoom. Each Tuesday morning, we create a space where people share some of the most vulnerable and gut-wrenching stories about dementia at a young age. This past meeting, caregivers shared how hard it is to remember life before Alzheimer's. They shared the loneliness of this illness and how much they missed getting a hug from their spouse. One woman shared feeling untethered and unclear what her role was anymore. They have shared how that small their world becomes until it's just them and the person they care for, which was the comment that created this image many years ago. As with our faith, the Without Warning group has sure seen the importance of being in community with others. One caregiver said that there is something very healing in being with others who completely understand your journey. She said that sharing this experience doesn't change the disease, but seemed to lessen the burden. This last image was created because a gentleman in my group said, I love coming here because we're all in the same boat together. Shauna wanted to show that on the side where people are grouped together, the sun is coming out and the waters are a bit calmer. And that's because community matters. Towards the end of their lives, both my granny and my dad started to have trouble remembering their stories. Thanks to their examples, we were, could share their stories for them and remember them into the family. Today, I'm glad I could share my story with you and the story of the Without Warning Support Group. Thanks so much.